Welcome to the Whiting Safety Always podcast. This installment will cover Whiting's damage prevention recommended practices. Today I got Brent Pingle joining me. Brent is a senior damage prevention coordinator and has been with Whiting for seven years. So Brent, tell me something about the changes we have going on with our excavation and trenching recommended practices. So we have a, a, a couple of changes that, that are important to us. I think number one is we have an opportunity to uh, recognize um, some of the different practices that we have throughout the different offices and, and address those differences in practices and, and really coordinate everything so that, that everyone's doing the same thing within Whiting. So that's probably the number one thing that the new recommended practice does for us. It addresses things like hydrovac um, standards so that we have better definitions of the hydrovac and what's involved there, um, grading, installation. Um, it also introduces our OMF data model um, that we're using in the damage prevention department. So it's a system record that allows us to record all of our underground facilities uh, into a data model, a map that we can all use when we're out in the field. And this is a critical component for us in the damage prevention department. So it introduces that into the workflow. And then I think probably the third thing that the new recommended practice does is it, it codifies a workflow of communication from planning um, all the way through marking a location to a finished complete excavation. It allows us to understand, communicate better between all parties involved and, and really works that in so that everyone's on the same page when it comes to working um, around excavation. Very good. So say I'm out on location and I come across the crew digging a trench for a flow line. You know, as a field employee, what are some things I should be looking at to make sure the crew is doing the job safe, safely? Basically what I'm asking is what do I look for when I pull on location, you know, as a professional? So one of the first things I look for when I pull on location is uh, safety of the excavation personnel. So I want to make sure nobody's in a trench. I'll stop and look at the excavation to make sure the sloping's correct. They have access, egress, in and out. Want to check... Um, if it's an excavation that's already happened, I want to check for the barricades, make sure everything's barricaded properly. One of the new things in the recommended practice is that we have snow fence or something equivalent to a snow fence um, surrounding an excavation. So we don't use, just use costume tape anymore. So I'm looking for some of those things, but safety of excavation personnel is number one. Um, and number two, I want to, want to just double check. So if I'm a, someone out in the field and just drive onto a location and I wasn't aware there was going to be excavation happening there. Are there any markings on the ground, some flags or paint markings, um, something that would indicate to me that someone from the damage prevention department's been there to, uh, to mark this location up before the excavation started. Um, that's, that's important. And then the third thing, probably want to just stop and have a, have a visit with that contractor briefly. Just ask them if they've met with the, ex with the damage prevention personnel so that, you know, they're aware of what's underground already on that location. There's a plan in place for the excavation. Um, make sure they have a one-call ticket. They've received their ISNet training. That's all stuff that we do on the damage prevention side. You know, when we get a one-call ticket notification, that process starts to begin, that process begins for us. Um, we check all the training and everything else, but it's always good just to have a brief conversation with that contractor, make sure that they, that they have communicated properly with damage prevention and, and they know what's going on. So it's just a, a good way to make sure that everybody's on the same page when you first pull onto location. 
Cool. So I heard you say in there, um, ISN, make sure the other ISN, you know, what exactly is that if I'm not? So all of our contractors have to be registered in ISNet world and some qualifications they need to meet um, is they have to take a one call awareness training in ISNet world and they have to pass that training 100% score. Um, this is a training, it's, it's pretty basic to how the one call system works and some of the widening expectations when they're on location doing excavation. But every person on that crew that is doing any excavation or working on an excavation crew, they need to take that training and pass it, pass it and have, have that noted in ISNet world. Anybody within Whiting, I think, can, can go on to the mobile ISNet site and, and check contractors to make sure that they've received that training. So if I'm on location and I see a contractor digging, you know, what are whiting standards as far as digging near marked flags or lines? So anytime an excavation contractor is going to be digging close to our lines, we want to meet with them uh, within damage prevention. So if they're going to be within 300 feet of one of our lines, we need to meet with them and talk to them. If they're going to be within 20 feet of our lines, we need to go and have a plan established with them before they begin digging. We want to mark our lines, obviously. We want to find out what their scope of work is before they begin. Um, we want to make sure there's a good solid plan in place before they start digging. They're going to be digging within five feet of our underground facilities, of our marks that we put on the ground. Then they need to daylight that existing facility before they do any digging at all. They need to put eyes on it and be able to see that facility before they begin digging. And then of course anything from two feet from the outside edge of any existing underground facility um, there's no mechanical digging allowed within two feet. So that needs to be hydrovac only. So, you know, there's different zones uh, to our, to help protect our underground, underground facilities. Each one kind of a different level of, of heightened awareness. And we just want to double check and make sure that we know exactly what's in the ground before anybody starts digging close to those lines.